You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Guzman, who is an Instagram and Facebook business coach. And we're going to talk about all things getting out of the friend zone and starting to book your dream clients. Hey, girl, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brittany, I'm so super happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, it's such an honor, girl. I've been following you forever and I'm always mega inspired by you. So it's just so exciting to have you here and be able to pick your brain with everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in coaching? Sure. So when I first started on the online space, I started as a social media manager. Um, back then I had my nine to five, so I was kind of juggling both at the same time. Um, I then quickly after I became a social media manager and thinking that this was it for me, that I was going to make it as a social media manager, I realized that I kind of hated it. So what happened is as a social media manager, I started offering intensives, um, where I would coach, you know, um, other female entrepreneurs for 90 minutes an hour on how to grow their social media, um, uh, their Instagram specifically. So I kind of love that coaching aspect of having like that one-on-one conversation with someone. And then I was like, you know what, I think I want to do this full time. And then that's when I got a coach and then pivoted 100% to just being a coach. That is so amazing. And I think I actually found you during your social media management days. So to be able, yeah, so to be able to see you pivot like this has been so amazing on my end because it's just, it's such a big change and you're doing such an amazing job. So (laughs) you're welcome. So, you know, first of all, let me just ask you, being a coach yourself and having a coach, like, what are the benefits that you saw in that? Because a lot of people hesitate to have a coach and don't really see the benefit in it. So in your opinion, what difference did that make for your business? Honestly, Brittany, that made the most difference, the biggest difference, the best difference. I don't even know what else to say. (laughs) Really when I actually hired two coaches, so I'm on to my second coach for my first coach. Um, Having coaches is literally what made me make the most money. Like when I got a coach, when I started learning things that I didn't know. So the benefits of having a coach is having someone there that you can pick their brain. That's literally holding your hand throughout the whole process while you guys are working together. If you have a question, you have someone to ask. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to DIY your business. You literally have someone that you can pick their brain. And that's like, like who wouldn't want that, right? Like who wouldn't want someone that you could just like, Hey, I have a question. Hey, how do I deal with this? How do I handle with this? How do I handle this? And then you have an instant answer. Like it's right. the best thing ever. And not to mention, I feel like, like the worst part about entrepreneurship is not like having to keep yourself accountable because that's the most challenging job is, you know, on those bad days is what's going to force you to show up for your business and mindset and personal development's a huge part of that, obviously. But you know, what about having someone in your corner? Like that's, that's priceless in my opinion is having someone in your corner that can just like push you through those hard times and be like girl you have a goal to get to yeah like I and now that you mentioned the accountability part as a coach I really um try to really check in on my clients like all the time hey girl so what are you doing today what how's your homework how where are you like that's the kind of kind of accountability that you want from a coach right you 
you pay a coach because you want to learn, but also you want to be able to follow through on the things that you're learning. So if you get a coach that's not, you know, checking up on you, let's say, then, you know, um, there's something missing there. But I think that having someone who's literally holding you accountable, like, Hey, checking in, Hey, how's X, Y, Z. Hey, how are you doing? How's your, how's your, how's your mind today? You know, like how, right. All of that, like it's super important in, in when you're growing. So it's not only just what strategies, it's also accountability and mindset. Right. And I feel like that's the part that for me, you know, even with my clients, what I see, it's that accountability. That's the reason why they can't be without a coach. Once you've had one, it's like, you just, you, you need somebody in your corner. And sometimes we don't have, you know, partners that we can go to for things like this, because, you know, if our partners are not in the entrepreneur industry or they don't really know what we're talking about, it's hard for them to kind of be there in the best way. Right. So just having somebody that gets you, right. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. I literally <laughs> just got a mindset coach. It really is. She's a, like a mindset and accountability coach because aside from the coach that I have, it's just a straight up business coach. I also needed, I felt like I needed someone to really help me with the way that I map out my day. So right. I have two toddlers. I have a two-year-old. I have a three-year-old. I have a 16-year-old. So I have a really diverse group of kids. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, you know, that takes a toll on you. And then um, having such little ones, like two and three years old, it's really hard for me specifically to balance my work life and my business life. So having someone that's really saying, okay, Jen, let's sit down, let's focus. What are your goals? What are your priorities? How are we going to make that happen? It's, it's really shifting my mindset and the way that I look at things. So shoot, if you, if you can have two to three coaches at a time, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, even coaches need coaches. Coaches need coaches. (laughs) <laughs> For sure. So with that being said, you know, one, you being a coach, one of the biggest things that you talk all the time about is, you know, really pushing that client in out of the friend zone and into the client zone, right? Because that's something a lot of people struggle with. And we're going to get into that today, but to kind of start off that conversation, my first question for you is why are sales calls so crucial when it comes to running a coaching or service-based business? God, they are so crucial because that's the place where you're going to handle all the objections, where you're going to show someone that they need your offer, that they need your services. The point of getting on a sales call is of course for full on support. Like, so when you go on a sales call, at least for me and what I teach my clients is you go in there with no strings attached. I go in there and I figure out exactly what you need from me as a coach, right? Um, I don't go in there with a need mentality. I don't go in there thinking that I'm going to sign you. I'm going to go in there thinking I'm going to help you. And my strategy is trying to get you to see where the, you know, what the gap is and how we can kind of combine the two together and see exactly what you need. So part of being on a, on a sales call is also handling those objections. Sometimes the person could really can afford you. Right. But sometimes they're just sitting in fear. Sometimes they're just like, Oh my God, um, can she help me? Uh, um, what if I make this investment? What's going to happen? Um, but in her mind, she's willing to do it, but she's so afraid that it doesn't happen. If you were trying to sell in the DMs, um, your, your closing rate is much lower. So when you're actually right. someone, seeing someone, walking th- someone through those fears, whatever that is, um, your conversion rate is, does a complete 180. So it's, it's right. super important to actually be on the sales calls and handle those objections. For sure. And that's something that I see with you as a coach. One of your really, really strong points is really taking that conversation from the DMs and saying like, let's jump on a sales call. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's you're like, that is girl. I swear you were the queen of just getting people on the phone. And it's yes. so funny because a lot of people, they want to stay in the DMS because it's like a safe spot, right? Like it, it's like, you feel safe in that spot. You do feel safe because you don't have to get a call. You don't have to see someone. You don't have to hear someone. You don't have to have a one hour long conversation, but guess what? These conversations are the conversations that are actually going to make you money because in the DMS, they don't see you. You don't see them. You don't, you don't feel or see, you don't see or hear emotions. Um, it's just texting. I mean, you can voice note, but it's not 100% the same thing. So right. my thing is, my clients is, um, depending on the conversations that you're having and, and how deep you're having those conversations and the intentionality, you can actually start getting people on the phone. Once you right. start, they start kind of diarrhea at the mouth with the painful <laughs> talking and talking about what those pain points are. Your next thing to do is say, Hey, why don't we just hop on a call? Like that's, right. that's your next thing. So yeah, I do teach that to my clients. I'm big on that because I don't do launches. I do conversations. I love that because I feel like sometimes when you're so caught up in these launches, your energy is so drained. Like it's oh, such a draining feeling, girl. It's insane. Like having to plan out three to four weeks of content on stories, on, on your posts, on what are you going to say? How are you going to say? When are you going to show up? Like for almost a month, because sometimes depending on what you're launching, sometimes you're launching for three to four weeks. And it's freaking exhausting. Right. It's right. Awesome. It's so true. And you know, it kind of brings me into my next question, which is, I feel like this is something a lot of people struggle with is you get on these sales calls, but they turn into you giving way too much information and providing too many solutions. And it kind of takes away that sales aspect. And it's really just, you've offered an hour of free time. So, so. yeah, <laughs> we're both sitting here like, girl, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So the strategy to this is, I mean, honestly, on a sales calls, you are talking 10%, listening 90%, right? Right. But what I love that. When you're on a sales calls, you have to maintain authority. Everything you're doing is just, you're asking questions, but you're also listening. Um, it's important to listen um, and acknowledge because you want your ideal client to feel seen, heard, and understood. But um, maintaining that authority is, is, is the way to stop, kind of stop them from deviating to like going from a sales call to kind of a strategy call. <laughs> right. Maintaining <laughs> that authority, asking the right questions. And that, to me, that's key to just it being just a straight up sales call. Honestly. Right. And I feel like something that I found helpful as well is asking questions. The more you ask a question, the less it gives the other person a chance to ask for a solution, right? Exactly. Like you always have to ask, you always have to be the one asking the questions. Acknowledge and ask a question. Acknowledge, ask the next question. That's the right. way to maintain party and stay on track. Right. And with that being said too, what's a good tip for really just taking that authority within the first couple seconds of a call? Do you have maybe a phrase you go by at the beginning or how do you just set that boundary? So the first thing that I do is I set my intention for the call. So when I'm on the call with an ideal client, I set my intention. I say, okay, um, we're on this call. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask you a few questions about you, about your business. I want you to be completely open with me. I want you to be transparent. I want you to tell me everything, the good, the bad, everything open up to me. And I am here to, I have your best interest in mind. So if my program does not work for you and I think you're not a good fit, I'm going to let you know if you are, then I'm going to tell you what I can offer you. And if you want to join, then you join. Um, and then I say, does that sound good? And they usually, always, well, they always say yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that intention um, 
from the beginning, that's really going to help you maintain and save the authority. I love that so much. And I feel like it's just such a good little tidbit because whoever takes the authority in that call first, which should always be you as the coach, as the business owner, as a service provider, you should be like, I'm going to set that boundary because when you do, it just kind of lets the other person know that you're in control of this call, right? Exactly. You got it. Right. I love that so much. Okay. So what are some tips that you have when it comes to booking sales calls consistently? Because this is something you specialize in. A lot of people talk about having intentional conversations. And that is the way that I book all my sales calls and I get my clients. So having those intentional conversations means always staying the authority, always asking the questions. The point of you getting into DMs is to build a relationship and figuring out if they have pain points that you specialize in that you can help them with. So that is what an intentional conversation is, is knowing what questions to ask to get to your end point. Right. That's how I book all my sales calls. And once they're just like telling me and opening up to me and telling me what their struggles are, that's my next question. My next question is, Hey, um, do you want to jump on a call? Like, let, let's take this off the DMS and let's hop on a call and let's just see how I can help you. And if we're a good fit. Right. I love that. And do you feel like because you've already started opening up that intentional conversation, you don't get a lot of people that say, no, I don't want to call because you've already started talking about it. Very low. So some people would say something like, you know, um, I'm not looking for a coach right now, or I can't afford a coach right now. So they'll tell you, they know what's going to happen on the call. Obviously I'm, I'm, I'm going to try if, if, if it fits, I'm going to tell you about my program. Right. Um, Know that right off the bat. Um, but I usually always get a yes because people, you make them problem aware. So when they're, you're having that conversation, you make them problem aware. So there are problems they might not know that they're having or that they do know that they're having and you're validating those problems and those struggles and showing them remaining the authority that you can help them and that you're the solution. Right. I love that so much. And I feel like if you get comfortable with people saying no, it just brings you closer to a yes. Right. And exactly. yeah. But the, the, the best thing is, is knowing what happens when someone says no, knowing what to do. So right. continuously warming them up. If you have a freebie, send them that freebie. Maybe they're not ready to jump on a call with you, but maybe they're ready for you to give them some a, a different level of support, whether it's a freebie, whether it's you inviting them to a masterclass or a challenge you have coming up. So always, always taking those leads and continuously nurturing them. I love that so much. And, you know, with that being said is when it comes to really building that relationship before you get on a sales call with somebody, do you find that that happens in the DMs or where do you find that that starts kind of flourishing from? Definitely the DMs. Uh, everything, all the <laughs> I have are DMs. I'm usually just replying to a story or I'm just introducing myself when someone add friends me back or I mean, follows me back. So it all goes down in the DMs. That's a fact. Right. And why do you think the DMs are such a crucial place to find clients? Why do you think that it makes such a big difference? It makes a difference because that's where you're having the conversations. That's where you're getting them to open up. That's where, where you guys start to build a relationship. Um, you can't really build a relationship from commenting on some, someone's post, but you can start building a relationship from replying to someone's story or from introducing yourself to someone via DMs. So it's the crucial place to start a conversation and in a relationship. I love that so much. And I feel like there's like something about like sliding into someone's DMs. Like if your intention is there and your intentions to help the person, then it shouldn't feel awkward. It should feel very natural, right? Of course, because like I say, 
if you're, you started your business as a coach to help people, so why would you be afraid to help people? <laughs> I think people <laughs> shift their mindset around having conversations and being salesy. Um, it's all about strategy and how you present yourself and the conversations that you're having. So yeah, it's start having conversations every single day with your ideal clients. Start, start talking, building those relationships. That's how you're going to get to conversations that are super valuable for yourself and for the ideal client. I love that so much. And I feel like that's something that you are just so good at is because it comes out so naturally. And that's something I admire about you is when you are really trying to, you know, create that authority, it doesn't feel overpowering. It feels like I care about you. Let me help you. And I think that's like one of the best things ever. I'm glad you said that because sometimes I, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that doesn't have like a filter. So I, I and, and I'm like from New York. So I have that like New York. <laughs> attitudes. So sometimes I'm like, was that too much? <laughs> like I asked myself, was that too, was that a little harsh? Um, but no, <laughs> no, it's some of my favorite posts of yours or in your stories. You get real sometimes girl. You're like, let me just tell you how it is. And that's yes. the best. Like it just, it makes it feel like, you know, okay, like I relate to this and now I need your help because I have that problem, right? That's usually how it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shoot. I didn't know I was doing that wrong. Let me just message Jennifer. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I did a, a video the other day about you feeling like you're really, you being salesy and, and, and then in turn, not kind of selling your, your offers because of that. And I said something like, if you don't sell your, your offers and if you don't talk about your offers every day, the next coach is going to be talking about her offers every day. So right, <laughs> like, Oh my God, girl. So true. I love that. It's so true. Like your people follow you because they want to hear what you have to offer. They wouldn't follow you if they didn't. Right. And it's like one of those things, like if you don't sell to your audience, if you don't tell, help them, then somebody else is going to. And like, it's a dog eat dog world as bad as it sounds, you know, like, yeah, like, listen, like that, that whole relationship building is important, but girl, it doesn't pay the bills if you're doing right. that all day. Like I tell my clients, we're going to go from, Hey girl, I like your shirt to, Hey girl, can I talk to you about my program? Like that's right. What <laughs> I love that so much. Zero to a hundred real quick. Wait. <laughs> I love that girl. <laughs> okay. So with this being said, how the heck do we get out of the friend zone and that, Hey, I like your t-shirt to the client zone. How, where do we bridge that? There, there's one, one thing I want to say. We do not ask our ideal clients how they are that don't ask, Hey, how are you? My name is Jennifer. <laughs> no is not the conversation. That's not, that's not how we're going to start. So this is how you're going to start an intentional conversation. Hey, um, Hey Brittany, my name is Jennifer. It is amazing to follow you. I just, um, I just stalked all your posts. Um, I loved your post about X, Y, Z. Um, so a little about myself, I am an Instagram business coach. Um, tell me about yourself. How long have you been a coach? There you go. You started an business conversation. I did not say, Hey Brittany, how are you? Oh my God. That white shirt that you were in the other day was so cute. <laughs> right. That's how you, and then you have to think about the kind of questions that you want to continue to ask your ideal clients in order to get to a sales call. So um, I would suggest everyone write down four to five questions that are important to you so you can know whether an ideal client is, is a fit for you. And then asking those questions um, and, and knowing that 
although you are in the DMs, doesn't mean that they're going to be a client for you. You can just start building a relationship. You can offer a freebie. You don't have to offer your program. Um, take your time and just be there to support her 100%. I love that so much. And I feel like you also just never know when somebody is going to be ready and willing to invest with you. Maybe now is not the time, but who's to say in a year from now when they're not in a more elevated spot with their business that they're ready to really have that elevated support and that coach in their corner. Like who knows, right? You just never know where that relationship will go. No is not a no forever. I love that. That's my favorite girl. <laughs> my favorite quote. <laughs> Okay. You've been so amazing, girl. We've been picking your brain. I have one last question and it is, what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? My favorite what? I'm sorry. I'm going to ask the question again. <laughs> okay. I have one last question for you and it's, what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? So my favorite boss girl quote is, I never lose. I either win or learn. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> that is so you, girl. What does that mean to you? So it means um, basically we, as entrepreneurs, we go through so many obstacles, right? And 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 I think we want to give up more than 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 what than when we want to keep going, right? So I think that um, taking those those losses as um, just you learning um, is still a win. So so whether you're winning or you're losing, it's always still a win. I love that so much. And it's so true because, you know, something like I could, girl, I can't even count on one, like on two hands, how many times I've launched something and it just didn't work. Or mm -hmm. I've started something and it just, it wasn't for me. Or I had right. to re-niche or something like that because it just wasn't fitting perfectly. And I don't look at any, at any of that like it's a failure. It's like, I would not be sitting here interviewing you right now if I did not do everything to get to this point where I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. You wouldn't have gone into where you are right now if you didn't go through everything that you went through. Exactly. Not been the same. Exactly. I love that quote so much. I'm going to put it on a sticky note <laughs> and put it right on my desktop screen. <laughs> I love that girl. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been such an honor having you here. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> You're welcome. Tell us where we can find you if you have any new programs coming out or anything we should know. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So I have a group program coming out at the end of this month. Um, it is just especially for coaches that want to start making two to four, um, booking two to four high paying clients every single month, authentically, organically without launching. Um, so that is due to launch at the end of this month. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer, and I'm going to spell that because it's a really unique spelling, J-E-N-Y-F-E-R dot G-U-Z-M-A-N. So Jennifer dot Guzman, and that's my Instagram handle. I love that. And I will tag all of Jennifer's information in the show notes of this episode, guys. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining me on the podcast. I love you, girl. And guys, make sure you go follow Jen. She's amazing and connect with her. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social.